Yo, this is Sam Sports Podcast. Today is Wednesday, October 31st, 2018. Happy Halloween. I am Sam Rosenberg. Sadly, I'm here without my boy Shaka because uh, Shaka's a dad. That's right. We were uh, waiting for a while to see when Shaka's uh, new baby boy would arrive. Uh, Esri, or excuse me, I'm sorry, Ezra, Ezra, Ezra Shervington showed up this Monday, October 29th. Uh, very early in the morning. Uh, the entire family is very healthy and happy. Um, we're really excited for you, Shaka. Congratulations. I, I can't wait to meet Ezra and and talk some Jets with him, man. Um, but uh, listen, Shaka can't be here today, so it's uh, I'm going to have to shoulder the burden myself, talk a little Jets, talk a little Eagles. Certainly a great time to talk about the Jets and the Eagles. A lot of exciting things to talk about. Um, let's jump right into my Eagles because that's what I know. That's the game that I watched. And also there's some news because in addition to the Eagles beating the Jaguars in London this past weekend, going 4-4 four and four, um, and going into a bye week, they just traded for Golden Tate. So uh, pretty exciting news for the Eagles over the last week or so. Um, so let's talk real fast about Golden Tate. They trade a third-round pick for him. Uh, I actually really like this deal. I like this deal for the Eagles, and I like this deal for the Lions. I think that it really allows the Eagles to go all in right now. Um, you know, I don't think their wide receiver core was the key problem with their offense. I kind of think it is more of their running game. But I think they needed to have – I'm not saying their playmakers are not there, but – they needed to have a little bit more versatility in their receiving core. I think that when they lost Torrey Smith, they replaced uh, Torrey Smith with Mike Wallace, and then Mike Wallace got hurt. There was a little bit of, we really haven't been able to fill that void. We haven't been able to have an additional playmaker. I don't think Golden Tate's going to be the guy who takes the top off the offense. I think he's going to be playing more in the slot with Nelson Aguilar, and there actually there's a belief excuse me, that Aguilar is probably going to be utilized less because Golden Tate is there, I don't, I don't really know about that. I think Golden Tate is going to be able to figure out a way to um, still make plays with this offense, even with Aguilar in the. I mean, I think the Eagles are probably going to run a lot more three and four wide receiver sets with Zach Ertz, with Jeffrey, with Aguilar, with Golden Tate. I mean, Golden Tate is a master of yards after the catch, and I think that's something that he's really going to be able to take advantage of. I mean, the Eagles have great ways of getting guys like him in space, and I think they will figure out ways to manifest that. I just think Tate's a great addition to the team. Um, considering the Eagles' cap situation, I think there was no they have no interest in keeping him next year. I mean, he's going to want big money. And uh, I don't think Detroit was ready to pay him either, not to mention the fact Detroit already has multiple other wide receivers. Um, Marvin Jones, this guy Kenny Galladay is really turning into a talent. And, you know, they were in no position to be paying Golden Tate next year. I don't think they had any interest in keeping him, not to say that he's bad, but just it was the situation. So I think the situation really played out great for all parties involved. Now, let's talk a little bit about what the Eagles did against the Jaguars in London. So... The Eagles are definitely do not have the same Super Bowl swagger that they had last year. I don't think that's a mystery. Um, I think they've struggled in. It's like all of their problems have been smaller problems. You know, their defense has played great and really won games for them. But then their defense has also been the reason why they've lost games and blown leads in the fourth quarter. Um, their offense has been great, and Carson Wentz has come back and they've played really well but their inability to run the ball has sort of hampered the offense's ability to actually put lots of points on the board. They're able to get 
you know, 17 points up on the board with three solid drives, but they really can't ever crack 30 points. And their defense is not getting the turnovers that they were getting last season. And their offense is actually pretty efficient and pretty effective, but clearly they are lacking something without Jay Ajayi. Wendell Smallwood and Corey Clement cannot do the same things that you want when you have Jay Ajayi. Then you look, I mean, listen, I don't want to go too far into the Jaguars, but they are falling and falling fast. This is a bad team. And I'm glad the Eagles are back to four and four. I'm glad they're at least still in the discussion. There is a feeling that they are the Super Bowl champions. And as mediocre as they've looked throughout the first half of the season, there is a belief that they can turn it around, that come November or December, if they start getting hot at the right time, all of a sudden they'll be able to win that shitty division and just waltz right into the playoffs and still be able to make noise. I don't think people are you know, saying they're going to go ahead and win the Super Bowl again. But there's definitely belief of, you know what, give them some time. They have the personnel to be able to turn it on at the right time. So, yeah, it is good that they're 4-4 four and four and they're at least stable at this point going into a bye week. But the truth is, you know, they've been, they haven't really beaten any legitimate teams. You know, their four wins are the Falcons, the Giants, the Colts, and the Jaguars. I'm not impressed with any of those teams or any of those wins. Their losses are, I believe it's the Vikings, uh, the Titans, the Buccaneers, and the Panthers. You know, those are all, I mean, I don't know about the Titan. I don't know about the Buccaneers, but the Titans, the Vikings, the Panthers, those are all teams that, if they're not in the playoffs, they're competitive, they're making noise, and these were teams that really were able to kind of get the best of the Eagles. And whereas they sort of lost in the fourth quarter to the Titans and the Panthers, Teams like the Vikings, I mean, the Vikings kind of took care of business against that Eagles team. You know, it was a little tight at first, but inevitably the Vikings just took over and, you know, the Eagles really didn't have a chance against them. So I'm excited to see the Eagles take steps forward. I want to see what Golden Tate brings to this offense. I like Jordan Matthews and, and him as an addition to the offense, but... I'm really wondering if they're going to be able to make more out of this running game. You know, they brought up Josh Adams from the practice squad. He's more of the power runner as opposed to Wendell Smallwood or Corey Clement. But you're still seeing that this Eagles team can't crack 30 points. The only time they've cracked 30 points this season is against the Giants, and I think the Giants are that bad a defense. I don't think that shows that the Eagles are turning it around. I just think they played a bad team. Um, and they're the multiple games that they've blown in the fourth quarter in overtime is inexcusable. This Titans team came back and beat them. Uh, the Panthers came back and beat them. And, you know, for a second there, the Jaguars were looking like they could come back and beat them too. So I'm feeling optimistic. I'm excited. Moving into this bye week, they're 4-4. Four and four. The division still is wide open. I mean, I don't think much of the 5-2 and two Redskins, but they've got a shot. It's there. It's for the taking. I'm still optimistic. Now, the Jets, shock, I'm going to do my best representation of, of trying to represent your Jets. They lost to the Bears. It was a 24-10 loss in Chicago. This was tricky for the Jets. I really think it was tough for a young team and a young quarterback going on the road, going to Chicago. And, I mean, the Chicago defense just suffocated them. They really, really did. The, the Jets didn't have any turnovers, but they didn't have any yards. They went three and out a lot. Sam Darnold really couldn't connect with anybody. I think he was 15 of 29 on the day. You know, when you try to have Sam Darnold throw the ball that much, he's not there. He's not his ability is not at the level where he's able to actually get things going if he's throwing the ball this much. He's just not there. So when the Jets are in that position, it really hampers them. And 
He's not able to get the passing game going. I think the Bears were able to suffocate the run game. And, you know, they just pretty much put their foot on the Jets' throat, and that was about it. You know, they were able to do what they wanted to do. I think the Bears' play calling and their offensive scheme from new coach, uh, new head coach Matt Nagy has been very, very innovative, has been really great. He's taking a lot of concepts from Kansas City. And, you know, against good teams like the Patriots and things like that, the Bears, they can't pull off the same shit that they do against a team like the Jets. The Jets they're able to kind of get their you know their their plays going you know uh Mitchell Trubisky had a couple of great throws he threw this really amazing um short pass to Tariq Cohen who was able to rip off 70 yards i mean the jets are sort of a young enough team that still makes enough mistakes that they're going to give up big plays like that and the bears are a team that they haven't put all of the pieces together yet but they do have a lot of the innovative play calling and scheming in the on the offensive side of the ball that can allow them to take advantage of a team like the Jets. And especially when I think this Jets team has a great defense. I think this Jets, I mean, not amazing, but they've got a lot of talented players. They're dealing with some injuries right now, but I do think highly of this Jets team and of this Jets defense. So to kind of see them get taken advantage of by a Bears offense that's just sort of clicking on all cylinders, you know, it's 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 more indicative of the fact that I think the Jets just still have to go through some growing pains. And the Bears are sort of a little bit further along than the Jets are. This is the second year of their quarterback. This is a new head coach. You know, I mean, I don't want to indict Todd Bowles just yet, but I do think that there is something to be, you know, there, there's there's a little something left to be desired with this Jets offense. And I mean, it's getting better every day. I think they're missing Bilal Powell. You know, Isaiah Crowell is doing his best, but I mean, there's only so much he can do. I mean, I think he got the majority of the carries, but I mean, the reality was they just couldn't get anything going. They went on the road. They couldn't get anything going against this Bears team, and they ended up coming home with a loss. And I mean, Jets are not winning the Super Bowl this year. They're going to have to do the best they can. They're going to build what they can, but this is the long and the short of it. And, you know, I mean, I want to see them try to make more noise against a team like the Bears, but the Bears kind of took care of business. And, I mean, I don't really know if there's much else of of an explanation there. They just kind of, you know, they took care of business, and the Jets got to go, you know, regroup and see what's next on the list. Now, next week, or really this coming weekend, the Jets are going to Miami to play the Dolphins. So Jets already lost to the Dolphins this year. It was a home game. It was pretty sticky. It was when, you know, Miami was sort of off to that initial run uh, where they came out 3-0 and before the, you know, they've gone, they've since gone 1-4. Uh, and four. The, the Dolphins are now 4-4. Four and four. I'm, I'm picking the Dolphins to win this game because I do think that, I think going to Miami can be tricky. Sometimes that weather is sort of catches visiting teams off guard. And I also think the Miami defense tends to play a little bit better at home. And it's crazy to say this, but, Miami's looking solid with Brock Osweiler under center. This is, again, Ryan Tannehill cannot play. Brock Osweiler is going to be starting against the Jets. I think that the Jets' defense can take advantage of him. I think he's going to give the ball away a couple of times and probably, you know, throw a few picks, and the Jets' defense will be able to get turnovers. But, again, I think this Miami defense has a way of suffocating uh, the Jets. And, you know, like, I think Sam Darnold's going to be able to get some throws in there. Uh, I think he'll be able to put some points on the board, but I want to say the last game that they played, I want to say it was something like 20 to 12, something like that. I'm looking it up right now. Um, 
Yeah, the last Dolphins game, Dolphins beat the Jets in New York 20-12. to So this was a kind of a close, sort of nitty-gritty game. You know, you're not going to see a huge offensive explosion, and I don't think that's going to happen this week either. But this is another test for Sam Darnold and this Jets team because this is a divisional opponent who they've got to figure out a way to get the best of. And Miami, as up and down and as inconsistent as they are and can be, you know, I mean, they're still a, a dangerous team if you sleep on them. And I think that they are a team that can get the best of the Jets. If the Jets can, I don't, I'm not expecting Sam Darnold and the Jets to beat the Patriots right now. But if they can beat this Dolphins team in Miami, that's showing me something. That's showing me a step in the right direction. Now, the Eagles, Eagles have a bye week. Uh, coming back from London, they have this weekend off. Uh, enjoy yourself. Uh, next week, they come back and they play Sunday night football against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, that's going to be a hell of a game because aside from the Redskins, the Cowboys and the Eagles are essentially fighting for that middle piece of the NFC East. Um, the Cowboys are starting to look better. As bad as they looked at the top of the season, they are looking better now. Offensively, they look much more potent. Um, I, I think they're, you know, we'll see what it looks like now that they traded for Amari Cooper. I don't think Amari Cooper's just going to fit seamlessly into their offense, and I don't think we're going to see rewards out of him very quickly. But they are going to try to get him to ball. They are going to try to open up that offense. They are going to try to have a vertical threat that they haven't had all season. I still don't think it's enough to take down this Eagles team. I mean, I think that the Cowboys have a way of beating shitty teams. They have a way of beating teams that are just not put together that well. And they play well at home. And, you know, considering that, I'm going to take a look right now. I'm going to see if I can figure out exactly where the Cowboys-Eagles game is going to be. It's going to be in Philadelphia. That's right, in Philadelphia. All the more reason why I'm picking the Eagles to win this game. Cowboys coming to Philly. Listen, this is not the 13-3 team from two years ago when Dak and Ezekiel Elliott were rookies, okay? They are struggling to make this offense you know, more innovative because they it's very vanilla. Um, they're trying to pound the ball with Ezekiel Elliott. They're trying to get the ball to Ezekiel Elliott a little bit more. This is actually where I feel like Dak Prescott running the ball more Dak Prescott being more of a mobile quarterback, that's another weakness for the Eagles. The Eagles' front seven is able to get pressure. They got pressure last year, but this year they get pressure, and they don't always sack the quarterback. Instead, the quarterback has time to roll out of the pocket and usually make a play on them. That's where the Eagles start to have weaknesses. You know, Matt Ryan took advantage of them that way. Um... Who was another quarterback that started to – hell, Eli Manning would do that occasionally to them. Uh, uh, Marcus Mariota was, was a big case of another guy who would roll out of the pocket and just kill the Eagles on third down. He would rush for – he would get a first down with his legs. He would throw a nice conversion pass. It was really a moment where that's where they struggle. And that's where I think Dak Prescott and the Cowboys can kill the Eagles, rolling out of the pocket, running for first downs, getting – you know being able to convert quick throws to like a Cole Beasley in the slot. That's where I think the Cowboys really have to get after this Eagles team. But I, in Philadelphia, I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it for a full, you know, 48 minutes or excuse me, a full 60 minutes. I think that really the Eagles will be able to get after Dak Prescott, be able to slow down this Cowboys offense enough that they will not be able to get enough drives going to put up enough points. Because just like the Eagles, the Cowboys struggle to score points as well. I mean, you look at the, the last couple of Cowboys games, it's always they're losing 20 to 17 or 23 to 20. I mean, I think the game is going to be very much like that. I think the Eagles will probably beat them 24 to 21 or, you know, 24 to 19, something like that. It could be a 24-22 game. 
Um, but I still think that the Eagles are going to come out with that W. Um, all right, that's it. Listen, I just had to get back on the mic. I'm sort of a little lost a little bit without Shaka, but I still know how to rant and rave about sports. Thanks a lot for listening to Sam Sports Podcast on a spooky Halloween. Um, enjoy your trick-or-treating. Be safe out there. Uh, enjoy this weekend slate of games. I'll be relaxing a little bit because my Eagles are on a bye week. But um, go Shaka and the Jets. Uh, I hope they beat up on that Dolphins team, even though I am picking the Dolphins. And uh, congratulations to Shaka and his new son, to Shaka and Justine for their new son, Ezra. Ezra, welcome aboard, man. I can't wait to meet you. I, I'm sure we've got a lot of football to talk about. Um, but that's it for us at Sam Sports Podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, um, Stitcher, SoundCloud. You can like my Facebook page, Sam Sports Station. Follow me on Instagram at Sam Sports Station. Follow me on Twitter at Smithface Jones. And of course, you can always email me at samsportstation at gmail.com. Thanks a lot for listening today. We will be back, we will be back next week to talk more football. Take it easy. Bye-bye.